Welcome again to Testify. I want to start by apologizing that there was no podcast uploaded recently. I've been dealing with some technical difficulties, which I've been able to fix, and now we're back up and online. Today I want to start looking into a subject that can be both deep and very sensitive. I want to start today by saying this. At no point while we talk about addiction is there any forms of judgment or rule books and guidelines telling you exactly how you should be living. You see, everything that we get today out of this podcast comes from the Word of God and is only from Him, not man. So as we start talking about addiction, I wanted you to look at it in that it is slowly and blindly taken over our homes and our churches, but yet we don't want to address or talk about it. But you know, if we don't talk about it, then the world is going to use this to transform our homes and our churches, and the enemy is going to gain a foothold that begins a downward spiral. We are called to be holy and to stand out as a light into the darkness. But if we're allowing all this darkness to find corners in our lives, and we're not willing to stand up and drive it away, the darkness is slowly going to invade the room and choke out the light upon us. We can see this very clearly in Romans 12 too, where it says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewal of your minds, that you may prove what is good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. You see, we are not meant to be of this world, but rather to be transformed from it. This world is a very sinful and ungodly place. It was corrupted way back in the beginning in the Garden of Eden. Satan has set up his kingdom here on earth and promises us that with great riches and desires, he will fulfill our every desire. But to be blind and follow him will only result in the same shame and pain that Adam received back in the garden. You see, he promised them power and honor to be as a God, only to have twisted the truth and caused great harm upon them. If we follow him, we will find ourselves conforming into the darkness around us and finding ways to okay the behaviors that we've begun to participate in. We can continue seeing this in 1 John 2, 16 and 17. It says, For everywhere in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, which comes not from the Father, but by the world. The world and its desires will pass away, but the will of God remains forever. The world is full of desires that can entice the flesh in the eyes, and they may seem like they're worth it for the time that you're in them, but yet it says in the very end of the verse that only the will of God will remain forever. You see, we must remain in the word of God and in his will to realize that the world's best it can offer isn't even in the same realm as what God would be his worst. It's easy for us to try and label addictions, making them seem more like problems we are trapped by rather than the sins that they are. You see, we don't need to sit and list out what the world deems as addictions because all they do is list the underlying problems, just the titles they want to name them by. Addictions are not a part of who we are, but rather, it is like the world tries to tell us, just us. The enemy has a plan of destruction. He starts with temptation, moves to pleasures of the flesh, 
and finishes with idolatry. We must see that addictions do not come up and take us overnight, but rather they wear us down and they finally take off our will and force us into slavery. We become slaves to the desires, and it says that we are not to have any other gods before our Heavenly Father. If we can see through the lies of the enemy and see that he's using the desires to tempt us and to serve in his desires, only then can we realize what we need to do to defeat the idols and the addictions in our lives. The beginning of the cycle of an addiction is the desire or the temptation that causes us to become intrigued by it. The enemy uses many deceiving methods to accomplish this. It may seem like a hard task to withstand the relentless attacks of the devil, but just remember this. Jesus was tempted three times and had to withstand them in the form of a man. You see, Christ had been in the desert fasting for 40 days. His earthly body was tired and very easily could have been swayed. The devil knew that Christ wasn't in his full strength and he tried to use this to his advantage. The first two temptations of the devil, he attacks Christ in manhood, but on the third temptation, the devil attacks his godhood. In the garden, when he had corrupted the perfection that God had set up, he became the king of the earth. Christ even calls him this in the Bible. You see, the final temptation involves the loss of the kingdom of earth because Satan didn't understand the will of God. Matthew 4 8 through 11 reads this Again the devil taketh him up into an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the earth and the glories of them. And he said unto him, All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt serve and worship the Lord thy God, and only him shalt thou serve. Then the devil left, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. We see here that what seems to be a simple temptation to overcome, but yet we may miss this. If Christ fell to this, then he would have a case of Christ failing to do his Father's will. Satan didn't know that in Christ's death and resurrection, that Christ would automatically have the victory. He was offering Christ the kingdoms of earth without realizing that Christ would die, raise victoriously, and earn back the kingdoms of this earth. When Christ returns to earth, he'll set up a heavenly kingdom here on earth, proving his victory once and for all. We see that Satan's desire is to tempt us by leading us to fill the desires of our flesh, and in doing so, no longer worship the Lord. If Satan's tactics to use temptations and desires to wear us down and to remove us from God's word. A godly man that allows temptations into his life eventually can be broken down and the desires of his flesh will take over and the temptations will be harder to fight off and overcome. We must remain in the word of God so that we can withstand the attacks of the enemy. It says in Ephesians 6, 10 and 11, Finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the schemes of the devil. 
You see, we're not to try to stand alone against these temptations because our flesh is weak. Only in the strength that God gives us do we stand a chance to be able to tell the devil to flee. Satan uses temptations to feed our desires, and if we are not careful, they can become habits in our lives that will turn around and lead us into addictions, which is idolatry. Addictions are anything like hobbies, favorite foods, drinks, and even ministry, which can become a desire that takes our eyes off of God and allows them to set up an idol before us. This can be a very difficult concept because what we can find innocent in nature can still be an idol to us. Having to run to the coffee pot every morning before you can do anything is no different than the man that goes home and has a drink as soon as work is over. You see, it's the heart attitude and the desires that we're challenged with that is in the sin. We can't control all the temptations, but yet we can stand and stop them at the very root only if we are standing in the armor of God. Now, if we feel helpless and enslaved to our desires, it can be very scary and feel like there's nothing for us. But we must remember that we have the hope of Christ. You see, we are promised the strength and help of God through anything that we may face. We are given this hope in 1 Corinthians 10.13. No temptation has overtaken you such as common to man. But God is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able? But with this temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. We are not promised here only to not have more than we can bear. But also in the ending of the verse, it says God will make a way of escape if we turn to him. You see, God doesn't want us to be in the turmoils and pains or desires of addiction, but rather he has created a way to remove these idols from us. We are able to withstand all the devil has if we remain diligent in keeping an intimate relationship with God. If you want to overcome an addiction, it first begins with regaining the relationship and the worship of your Heavenly Father. God promises to give us what He desires for us and allow us to overcome and escape the grasp of the devil's lies. Once we have come through these trials, we can use these times to not only encourage but help others that may be in them. Now, during all of this, I hope you understand that there was no judgment, there was no rule book to follow, but rather I chose this topic because it was very dear to me. I've been in very deep trials and have battled addictions that not only controlled my life, but altered my relationship with God. I had turned my back almost completely away from God and towards the desires of my flesh that had been set before me. I had set up many idols in my life that began to control every one of my decisions. It wasn't until my godly grandfather took the time to show me where I was wrong. You see, I found my life was falling apart, and I kept filling it with more and more addictions, trying to fill this void that I couldn't because I was missing God. My grandfather prayed so hard over me, and he invested a lot of time in my life, 
And as he did, he began breaking down these walls and bringing God back into the parts of my life where I had replaced him. If you have things in your life that control you daily, just remember that God is always there waiting to help you. He is the light that is penetrating the darkness and reaching down to rescue the lost. If we need help in an addiction, all we must do is reach out to him and let him lift us up out of that pit we had fallen into. Now I know this is only a small portion of what God says on this topic, but as for this podcast, I hope that it may just bring some encouragement to you wherever you may be in your walk with God. Just remember 1 Corinthians, and remember that we are not given more than we can handle, and even then God gives us an escape to all things that we are battling. God is the one and only way to have our our addictions removed from us and to be back into an intimate relationship with Him. Our next episode, I want to look at something a little bit different. And I want to dive into what creation means to us. You see, if we're going to understand the end, we must first understand the beginning. Our kids are being taught everything but creation in our schools. If we want to break this habit of kids not understanding the power of God, we must take the time to understand creation where we then can turn around and help them find what God says about what he created. Until then, I pray that your eyes may be on God and your mouths filled with his word.